design the wall. <laughs> it is a beautiful day it, in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> at least so I'm told. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't know from experience. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not that. Oh gosh. All of our listeners think they caught us in the middle of like off script. Well, we are off script. We are, but we know we're on air as well. We are aware of that. Yes. Uh, so, <clears throat> how you doing? I'm pretty well today, actually. Yeah. yeah. You look so put together today. I don't know. I mean, you either have like casual it. Andrew, where you look like you just yeah. came from Berkeley, mm-hmm. uh, or you. Then there's this version, there's like which is Sunday like morning. it's like, oh yeah. man. Were you, you tried today. Were you working at the Mormon Tabernacle today? <laughs> yeah, doing my internship. At the, trying to get my... Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, no, it's a little bit of a strange... Uh, I'm a bachelor this weekend, so that's kind of different. Oh, um, yeah, the wife's visiting family. Wife's visiting family it's, with the boy. Good. That's so. great. So that's what good. are you going to do? I don't know. You have yeah. no idea, do no, you? I don't. I don't. You have no clue. When's the last time you've been alone? Like that? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I actually don't This know. is actually bet. This is good for you, it, I, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. This is good for you. Yeah, I think so. Get a hobby. Get a <laughs> Do something. So that's, that's normally I don't, I just fill the vacuum of no hobby with duty. Yeah. Right? Yeah, just, just this <laughs> duty and obligation. That's Responsibility. My life. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. when, you then know. Then somebody leaves and you're like, oh, I don't have a life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Juliana, like all week has been like, you need to find things to do. Like you can't just sit in like your immediately. Room and, like yeah, stare at the wall. Yeah, she'll. I bet you she'll let you come have a cigar even if you want. Maybe uh, because she won't be around to smell. That's it. right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is her big hangup. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about the human genome. Hmm. Gene editing. Gene editing. Um, so, uh, I brought like my authentic, if you hear crackling in the background, it's because instead of an iPad, I brought an authentic newspaper with what? A real one. I'm not, I didn't say a single word. You, you're not, you can't possibly <laughs> be responding to this the same way my kids are. No. It, Faith caught me reading this the other day and literally mocked me relentlessly for an hour. <laughs> like, on, like I like I was reading on a scroll. That's right. Uh, 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 Come on, man. I'm an old soul. I could appreciate it. Uh, what, what paper is it, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so this is uh, the Wall Street Journal. Cool. And um, there's literally this huge expose on gene editing. Um, hmm. So this biochemist at Berkeley, Jennifer Doudna, or Doudna, um, she had developed this innovation that tricked bacteria, uh, you know, the same kind of bacteria that's used to, like, fight off viruses, which is very relevant today for us, by the way. Totally. Uh, She had, uh, they tricked it in a way that they could now edit it and edit certain things out. So then this Chinese scientist kind of like hijacked her work Mm -hmm. and they gave birth to the first designer babies in China, which was they edited out the receptors from the gene Mm -hmm. that allow you to contract AIDS. Wow. So of course, you know, (laughs) the first reaction is like, awe. Right. And then the second reaction is like, oh, yeah, like, wait a minute. Where does this lead us? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because like there's all kinds of now very interesting moral implications. So it's it's like it's a real comfortable topic if we're talking about like editing out blindness out of a baby's you know genes right. or DNA. Yeah. Editing out deafness, editing mm-hmm. out you know sickle cell, you know editing out mm-hmm. you know all you know. But but now we're but where can that go? Yeah. Well, that can go to how about fifteen more IQ points? Yeah. How about we edit it out the thing that makes you short, right? Or the thing that makes you fat, yeah. or the thing that makes you stronger, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now we're we're going down that slippery slope. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is, is part of this article, they're like, "Well, that's not a problem. People should be allowed to do that." Okay, who do you think is going to have access to this thing? So, it's going to be a bunch of wealthy white people. So now we've got an equity problem as well as an income problem yeah. uh, and a moral problem. On t- I don't know. Yeah. So did you read much about this? Not, not too much. I kind of wanted to like hear where you were coming from with it. And here, here's, as you're sharing this, here's immediately what comes to mind. Shoot. Has anyone ever seen a superhero movie? Yeah, I know. This right. is this exactly is, how it starts. That's right. This yeah. is exactly how so, the first supervillain comes into power. Totally. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's 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 rife with ethical issues. Yeah. And you tapped on the two that yeah. that were first in my mind yeah. as I pondered this, which was equity of access, yeah. which is not there there's be, no way there gonna be people we can't in. even get equity with a vaccine no. rollout no uh and you think that this thing is going to be like fairly accessible no. across all incomes and no. race race racial boundaries no not a all, all these you know people who live in rural areas or, or tribes who live in certain yeah. parts of the world are not going to have arguably they have less access to modern medicine so yeah. perhaps they should have more access to something yeah. like this to to eliminate the possibility of disease. You know, when I was reading the editor, I just kept thinking this, and then she actually it, it actually it gets said by the writer who's mm-hmm. uh, Walter Isaacson. Um, this is what Hitler was trying to do. Well, yeah. So eugenics comes to mind. Yeah, and like they didn't have the technology. Like, mm, to do tell this. me more about this technology. Like, so, uh, so it's amazing to me that we can even conceive of like of doing this. I mean this this really does seem I mean 10 20 years ago even let alone yeah. 50 or 60 years ago this would yeah. have felt like science fiction, you yeah, know. Yeah, it would have, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. wow, that would would be amazing if to live in a world where where we could literally create designer babies. Where we have some sort of power to eliminate human suffering in some way. Yeah. Um the problem is, is you're enter, you're you're dropping that into yeah. a world of people who don't have pure intentions. Well, yeah, and as you know, people who are limited in time and space, we don't know what dominoes we're tipping when we start tampering with this kind of stuff. Like so, so like I'll give you a practical example and a spiritual example. Yeah, like the practical example is, uh, if you edit out. For example, sickle cell. Mm-hmm. Well, the people who have sickle cell also have a higher resistance to malaria. Mm-hmm. So by editing out the sickle cell, you now make them more uh, uh, prone to more, uh, less, they're more able to catch right. uh, malaria. Yeah. So w- without even knowing it or intending it, you could edit something out and actually cause their death down the road without knowing it Yeah, on a practical level. Yeah. 
And then on a spiritual level, like most people, I think, at our church know the story about my son, but like if we're just purely praxis thinking this, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I would have edited out my son's cerebral palsy, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't become a Christian. That's right. At least on a, in a practice driven world. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if this, then that world. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So they, yeah. So it would be interesting to see after doing this, how these people grow, you know? Yeah. Are there any like side effects you mean? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I got a degree in biology, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> that doesn't really count. Um, and, so, I, and I just read newspapers. That's right. So I don't really. I yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not that. we're not exactly the experts on this sort yeah. of thing. But I, it does, you know, the, the genome is incredibly complicated, and I'm not at all dismissing the amazing work that's been done in that field, um, which is incredible. And I did study some of it in school. And yeah, but when you start t- tinkering around with stuff like this, I mean, they're it's like our yeah. babble in some ways. Yeah. You know, and I'm worried about what what God's going to do to like bring this to, babble to bring it back. Yeah. 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 There's this great story that I kind of want to use to lead into how we can, you know, talk about the gospel. Yeah. And the story uh, in here is about uh, a young man named David Sanchez. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a black teenager in California. Mm-hmm who loves to play basketball except when his sickle cell disease makes him double over in pain. Mm. Mr. Sanchez, and I'm quoting now from the newspaper, is one of the stars of the hum- of Human Nature, a powerful 2019 documentary about CRISPR, which is now on Netflix, incidentally. Mm. Um, My blood just does not like me very much, I guess, he says. Mm. So a pediatrician and gene editing pioneer named Matthew Porteous at Stanford University has been helping to treat Sanchez and says to him things like, maybe one day with CRISPR, they could go in and change the gene in the embryo so that the kid, when it's born, doesn't have sickle cell at all. Mm -hmm. So then Mr. Sanchez's eyes light up. I guess that's kind of cool, he said, but then he paused. But I think that should be up to the kid later. Man. Okay. Now this gets interesting. Yep. Asked why, he reflected for a moment and continued slowly. There's a lot of things that I've learned mm. having sickle cell. Yeah. I learned patience with everyone mm-hmm. and how to be positive in all circumstances. But would he like to have been born without sickle cell disease? That's the next question. Again, he pauses. No, I don't wish that. I don't think I would be me Mm. if I didn't have it. Man, a lot of levels to that. Holy smokes. Jeez, man. Uh, and then the writer of the article goes on to kind of be like, oh, that's actually admirable, but we all know we what all, you would really do. We all know what's best uh, yeah, for him. Yeah, Just, we all know what's best for despite you. Despite his naivete yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot there. There is a lot. And so I was just thinking like last week we're talking about like the environment. How do we make this place more like Eden? Well, now we're on a subject that's like, well, now it's now how about ourselves? Yeah. How how can we get mm-hmm. back to Eden, mm-hmm. which I think is where this is leading us yeah. by like starting to 
you know, bring us back closer to Adam and Eve. Totally. You know? Yeah. Well, it's such an interesting paradox too, because there's, you know, it's, there's probably people who do have sickle cell, mm-hmm. many, I would say, perhaps I would venture to say most who yeah, probably would disagree with him yeah, and probably. would say that kid's crazy. And yeah. if I could have a life without this, yeah. I would a hundred percent choose that. Yeah. Um, and it's easy for us to sit back not having yeah. that sort of a disease um, and say, try to be objective about it. You know, yeah. and there's the, but, but on the flip side of that, it's, um, there is this side to him. He's using identity language here. He's, where, he's, he's actually describing a pretty good view of sanctification. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, without actually talking about sanctification. Cause yeah. like the, someone in my men's group last night was sharing their testimony and they were talking about this hard thing that they went through in their life. And he almost said the same thing. If I had to do this over and I could not go through this incredibly awful, terrible, painful thing, and I also have to give up who it has made me to be. Yeah. I don't think I could give up the awful, terrible, horrible thing, which is similar to what I've said about my own, you know, uh, injury that right. I had back in 2010. Right, right. Um, yeah. And so he's describing mm-hmm. sanctification, that, yep. that pain and suffering, mm-hmm. we don't want those things, yeah. but they're often a necessary instrument and ingredient mm-hmm. to us becoming more like Christ. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now, I agree with that, but I think a counter-argument yeah. would be, <clears throat> you know, if we can create a world where we can eradicate AIDS from the onset. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the higher good? Yeah. Yeah. It is a fascinating question. Yeah. But the, the problem with is it is again, because we're limited in time and space, we don't know what dominoes we're tipping. Yeah. We may be creating more terrible things by editing out this one terrible thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is such an interesting, like, because we talk about common grace, right? Which yeah. is, you know, despite your relationship with God and Christ, yeah. there are things that we have in this world that none of us deserve, but that help humanity. Like ibuprofen like, or, or yeah. coffee. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Coffee is available to anyone, not just Jesus followers. That's right. To and, make your day better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make your day. That's common grace. That's right. And so much of medicine is so clearly common grace yeah and there's a few issues like this one though where it starts to feel like it's there's this like gradient now yeah in in the black and white abortion things like that exactly where it's like it's like okay now we're using this power we have it to not heal the world but like manipulate the world a little bit it's like a prometheus effect yeah yeah and that's when it's so interesting because normally it's like there's advancements in, in medicine and I would say 90 plus percent of them are usually celebrated. I mean, we, great. we yeah. were able to develop and distribute a vaccine in less than a year, which is... With, without using fetal cell which lines. Which is am- amazing, right? Which is I mean, incredible. We're, we're going to read about that in history books, yeah. right? So most things are like, this is good, this is good, we're pushing towards something good. And then in that advancement, we were like, hey, we can genetically engineer people now. Yeah. It, it, 
wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's like, well, look, no, before we, can, we get to making Captain America, that's right. Uh, but look at all we, the things we can eradicate by doing that. And yeah. it, so it's so it, it's so critical for us to be yeah. um, critical, <laughs> critical thinkers, um, yeah. for lack of a better word, there, and and say, wait a minute, what are we actually si- signing, signing up, up for? for? And, yeah. And it's like, and then all, but even more important than that, knowing why we care so much about that is really a gospel issue. Yeah, is we're we're looking for a world where there's no more death, where there's no more tears, where there's no more sickness, where there's no more blindness. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's that's literally the promise of the Book of Revelation. Yeah, that's literally the promise. Uh, of what Jesus is mm-hmm. going to bring about in his yeah. second advent. Yeah. So like the fact that we can't see how much we're still gospel driven people, despite right. not having the gospel yep. uh, is yep. fascinating to yeah. me in the language of this young man. Yeah. Well, and the, um, the really uncomfortable truth is that living in a broken world and experiencing a broken world helps us to get our eyes and our hearts in the right direction. We're not masochists. We don't wish for it, but it comes to everyone in one way, way, shape or form. And the, it's an admirable desire to eradicate this, but at the same time, those people who may be born without this one receptor for AIDS, perhaps they're still, yeah. The rest of life they have to deal with. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. and you don't know what domino you tipped by editing that out, just because we're not God. Yeah. Well, you no. know, God designed no. human beings in a very specific way in an albeit imperfect place and fallen world. Right. But, but we start playing God with editing people's DNA. We have no idea what dominoes we're tipping. Yeah, and there's something to be said, like. Uh, I think it was that Bradley Cooper movie, Limitless. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. It was the like pill. Ten, you take the pill. He takes the pill and he like becomes this super genius. And like, yeah. there's something to be said about the limitations that humanity has. That's when you start to try to eliminate those, that yeah. usually goes in, in unhealthy places yeah. and directions. Yeah, and limitations yeah. are extraordinarily important to us as human beings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, everything we see in the Bible where humans try and move past their limitations, right. God eventually intervenes. Yes. And it's usually awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not because God is awful, mm-hmm. but because we are. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, the whole, one of Satan's great lies is that the life is outside of the limitations, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. whether that's things that God commands us to do or the way he yeah. structured the world or relationships. That was Eden. That's right. Life's not here. It's yeah. this garden's too small, right. baby. Right. There's a whole world That's out right. there. Right. Yeah. He's God's holding out on you. He doesn't yeah. want you to be like him. And yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Um. Uh. Did you watch the Golden Globes? I did not. No. Neither did I. <laughs> Apparently, a lot. Apparently, of no one did. Apparently, <laughs> That's no one. That's what I want did. to talk about. It's like, was it sixty percent decline? Yes, it was. So yeah. So I. I did not. I, I always have a vague interest, though, in like award season. I, it's very peripheral. Um, I have people in my life who care about them, and then I kind of get all my info from them, basically. And, yeah, my but, daughters and my wife will like be interested in like red carpet stuff sometimes, right. but no. there was like none of that this year. No, and so I didn't even know they happened. Well, until you the, sent me the article. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's one of those? I think COVID has done this to a lot of things, where it's like, oh, that's 
happening. Yeah. I thought that was canceled too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I saw this week that the Golden Globes happened. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, there was a plummeted more than 60% the ratings did. I guess the Emmys were really bad too. Oh, really? Like it, really bad. Yeah. 18.3 million viewers watched last year. <clears throat> this time was 6.9 million. Oh my gosh. Which is that's really bonkers. low. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's like cliff dive. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, lowest since NBC acquired the broadcast rights in the 1990s. Um, so I want to ask you... <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have my own theories, which I will share eventually, but I would like to, you to tell me what you think happened. Why did this happen this year? I don't think, just say COVID. It has to be more involved okay, in that. Okay, all right. I think, so I think two things. Yeah. I think one, I think people are... So I think to a lesser degree, I think people are sick of politics right now. And those things tend to be extremely political. Mm. Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. And so I think I think that they're just kind of sick of a bunch of rich Hollywood elites telling us everything's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, you know, I just I, at least that's how I feel. So maybe it's <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there's got to be other people. Well, at there. least what's eighteen point uh, three minus six point nine? Yeah. <laughs> that many people agree with yeah, you, probably. Yeah. And then the other thing I think that's happening is is like like I spent all year on Zoom, man. I really don't want to see like Zoom Golden Globes, which is what I heard it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the thing. It's, it's like <laughs> so apparently one of the big, you know, things was that there were a number of tech glitches. Like, oh, there was. Yes. Okay. And so it's you know, and they tried so hard, right? I mean, they, they must got, have been they zooming got, from they got your Tina house. and Amy to host it. Like, <laughs> no, there's no better duo to like try to host it. And one was on one coast, and one was on the other. They were super creative, but like even that, oh, it's man. like. It's like I don't want to like sit on my couch yeah. by myself without anyone else, yeah, and watch like a Zoom meeting. Yeah, like, I don't. That's, that's my work week. I don't only that, do that. I'm watching like some of these shows on TV, and like I saw a commercial for like, you know, I don't know, it was like Chicago Fire or something like that, and like everyone in the show was wearing masks. Yeah, and I'm like. I don't want to see a That's show right. <laughs> where everybody's wearing masks. That's right. I'm, I'm dealing with that in That's my right. regular life. That's, Please stop yeah. right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. More of that. I want it, some more of yeah, that. No. Yeah. Uh, so everyone, you know, most people in the last year, for a good amount of last year, spent time on Zoom and all the glitchiness and all of that. So yeah. it's like this is normally an escape for people. You mm -hmm. know, it's normally an opportunity for people. It's frivolous. It's frivolous. It's yeah. like... Right, it feels like a fairy tale. There's the red carpet, all this stuff. Yeah. It's like rising above the humdrum of life, right? Yeah. And lots immediately brought all the way back down when yeah. Yeah. there's tech glitches. Another highlight of this year was that there was no very little fanfare, no red carpet. So for that's however many people so that you're is, you're just watching just, a bunch of Hollywood people hand themselves trophies, basically. Yeah. And the other thing was over some, Zoom, and a lot of them were at home. <laughs> yeah. um, or was it? Um, uh, Jason Sudeikis, who was in uh, Ted Lasso, which is a show I haven't seen it yet, but um, he accepted his award in a sweatshirt from his home. So he wasn't dressed up or anything. No, he wasn't. He just had a sweatshirt on. It was like, why would we watch Thanks. that? It's like <laughs> I can't think of a more depressing like. Uh, this sounds know. awful to me. So it, <laughs> I think we're, we're painting a picture here of probably why. So what are the Oscars going to learn from this? Is what I want to. Well, know. that was what. 
these articles were alluding to, I think one of them said, uh, oh, I didn't, I didn't get it, but it was like that, that thumping sound you hear is the heartbeat of <laughs> Oscar executives who are, or the Academy, whoever it is, like trying to scramble and figure out how are we going to make it not be that. And yeah. I don't know how they can. So I don't know either, man. I yeah. don't know what they were going to do because yeah. number one, they're going to, they have to come up with something that's consistent with their own worldview. Mm-hmm. And then number two, it's just like, unless you're going to do some big giant thing outdoors, I yeah. don't know how you're going to do it in a way that, you're even going to be allowed to do it. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. The other big thing this year, too, was that there's, I think there's something very ritualistic about going to go see a movie, like, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And like, well, for me, it was, it was a big part of my life. I I went to a movie maybe at least once a week until the pandemic happened. Absolutely. I was a big movie buff. Totally. And it's either by yourself or you grab a friend or two and you go and you, there's like this whole part of it, and then you you watch it together, and then on your way out, you dissect it. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. That's and, exactly right. Yeah. So they're still pumping out movies, but they're being released on streaming platforms, mm-hmm. and so it's taking away from the experience, right? Right. Because I, I think people are also kind of getting sick of their Netflix cues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I actually remember that happening earlier in the pandemic. There was all this discussion about like, well. So what if like movie theaters are going out of business? Like, do we really need them anymore? Everyone, I think we're learning the answers. Yes, everyone, I think in the, in the beginning, everyone was like, you know what? You're right. Let's cut out the middleman. And yeah, this is a much more efficient way of doing but things. Man, it's it's not the same. It's not. I, it, it's like I cannot watch. I, I'm just sick of my Netflix queue. I yeah. want to go because the movie theater to me is an experience, not just the screen size, but the experience yeah. of going out to a totally. movie. It's, it's like dinner in a movie. Oh man, I can't wait. I know, going to be amazing. It's going to be but amazing. Th- that's so you know. I'm normally I'm not as I, I love seeing movies, but I'm not as disciplined as you in terms of going like and seeing regularly. But like. This year, I was really bad. I didn't see anything because the little bit of exposure I did have was removed. And so they're like, this movie won and this movie won. I'm like, no, no. So maybe what this is telling us, you know, in terms of gospel implication is like how much is embedded to us. Like we don't want virtual life. Yeah. Yeah. We want life life. Yeah. We want the real thing. And really I think what was so interesting to me is I remember as a younger man watching these shows and seeing the the beautiful people yeah. of the world and being like man they have it like they have it all to, like that's the life like they have it mm-hmm. all together that's like, right you know they're they're they look amazing Glitz, they're, they're with people who awesome. look amazing and they're having this great night together and they're winning a world totally oblivious to all the politics and stuff behind it but yeah I think this just goes to show that even Hollywood doesn't have the shine that it once did. You well, know? It's not right now. It certainly yeah. doesn't. You yeah. know? It's still proof that all that glitters <clears throat> is not gold. And that as untouchable as some things seem, if, if things are bad enough, if things are hard enough, yeah. eventually the sin of a broken world yeah. creeps into the most 
Even well, the Bible talks about shadows and type figures. And, yeah. you know, and I think what this is at least saying is, is like we're tired of shadows and type figures, at least Man. right now, especially. Yeah. Like we, we want substance and something more real right now. Yeah. And then so, so even pre-pandemic, that's what the gospel is getting at, is mm-hmm. like everything that you're throwing yourself into is just shadows and type figures. Yeah. You're looking for the real thing. The, 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 the real place is heaven. Yeah. The real thing is eternal life. Mm-hmm. And and the real source is yeah. Christ Himself. Right. So like everything else is a shadow or type figure that brings us joy. It doesn't mean we can't enjoy them. Right. It just means that they're type figures or shadows. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's what this is. It's an indictment against the shadow. Yeah. We're done with virtual life. Right. Right. Well, and when the production is like broken up, like it was here. Yeah. You know, it's not this like seamless. Yeah. Thing. It's like you like, think Hollywood would figure out a way to do this amazing? Well, that's what I, like, you know, that's what I've, I just assumed it would be like they'd have their best, you know. But even, I just think it, it can be summarized. Even Hollywood is is subject to Zoom glitches, you yeah, know? Yeah. They like must the, have been zooming in from your place. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah, it that. actually was in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah totally. that's what yep. I thought. Yep, that's uh, right. We had a red carpet <laughs> all the way through the house. Yeah. It was, um, Dude, your place is the worst. It's the worst, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just me, too, as you know. So I don't Nathan know. is definitely playing a joke. <laughs> yes, he's I'm doing just something. telling you. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, man. Uh, um, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, There are people fired, I'm sure, over that. Yeah. It's just too bad. But. Well, and I think, you know, maybe we'll talk about this at some point in the future, but like I think with now we're starting to see states say, hey, we're open back to life is normal. Like yeah. you're starting to see that happen this yep. week, yep. which is like bonkers in my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't mean bonkers as in you people are dumb. I just mean bonkers to process any place that's living life normally. Yeah. It, that's going to create more of this longing and getting sick of the, the, the shadows and the type figures yeah. in other places. Yeah, for sure. So it's like the vaccine was like, you know, I said that that was the next big argument. It clearly has been. Right. You know, maybe the one that follows the vaccine is like, when do we get to go back to life as normal? Yeah. That, maybe that's the next big fight after yeah, the vaccine. For sure. You know? yeah. Because I think people want something that feels like life life. Yeah. Not just kind of like life. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff that kind of sufficed early in the pandemic is like, it just doesn't hold anymore. You yeah. Know? And it's people yeah. are just like, this isn't real. Yeah. This and is- we just have to remember as thinking Christians that... That's what the gospel promises. Yeah. Life, life. Right. Like real life. Yeah. Like, like total, like, like lots of flourishing this side of Eden and like complete flourishing the other side. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, um, so I think we just need to hold on to that. Yeah. Well, and it, it just so affirmed what the Bible already said, which is like, hey, tech, Tech is helpful. Tech can be a common grace. Like mm-hmm. all these things are good. And hey, like you know, our church is Exhibit A of like yeah. utilizing that and being thankful for it. But yeah, it's not. It, it's not enough. It's not. It's like not. Life. A, it's, yeah. not a sub, it's not a true substitute. It's, it's not a true substitute. Yeah. And I think everyone's feeling that, even as techy as the world is right now, we're mm-hmm. all like enough of the screens. Like yeah. I want to see and touch people, and yeah. I want to. Yeah go and do things in the world with people. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, Let's stop there. See you guys next week. All right. See you.